Today you might be wondering why I'm wearing white. Normally during this time of year it's ordinary time and we wear green. But this Sunday is one of those few Sundays throughout the year that a particular date, a feast that's linked to a particular date, takes precedence over the Sunday. And today, the feast that we're celebrating, actually tomorrow, November 9th, but it's the eve of that celebration, November 9th, we're celebrating the dedication of the Basilica of St. John Lateran, which probably says just about close to nothing. Why on earth would we substitute perfectly good Sunday readings in ordinary time as the calendar year is coming to a close, and yet this November 9th feast trumps a Sunday. You say, well, why is the celebration of the dedication of a building that important? I think to begin to answer that question, we have to look at exactly the history of the Basilica of St. John Lateran. It goes back to November 9th, 324, is the actual dedication of this church in Rome. And where it came from was when Constantine became emperor, remember Christians were being persecuted. And when Constantine became emperor of the Roman Empire, he allowed Christianity to exist, to function. He stopped the persecutions of Christians. And not only did, the, did he do that, but he took a property that came to him through his wife from the Lateran family, a noble Roman family, and he gave this property in Rome and had the first Christian church built on it. And I think that's the painting that we're looking at there. Obviously, it's not a photograph, so don't get scared. Uh, that's not what Constantine really looked like, nor probably the Lateran Palace. Uh, it was rather small, but anyway. No, he gave this huge property to the church and built the church's first building, place of worship, temple. That's why all the readings, the gospel, everything's about temple, the temple. And so it's an important moment. Why? In 324, we have for the first time, Christians are able to worship in public. They're able to gather together in public and worship their God. But something that's even more interesting is this feast, this all-important feast that trumps a Sunday, was only celebrated in Rome. Until the 16th century, this feast was only celebrated in Rome. The Basilica of St. John Lateran is actually the cathedral of the Bishop of Rome. A lot of people don't know that. They think it's St. Peter's Basilica. It's not. The cathedral of the Bishop of Rome is the Basilica of St. John Lateran. It's a place where popes lived for the, a thousand years until the period when popes went and they were living in France. And when they came back, St. John Lateran was in such disarray that they were forced to go to the Basilica of St. Peter's and reside there. And to this day, the popes reside at St. Peter's, but their cathedral is St. John Lateran. But what's interesting is this local feast, this local thing in Rome, the first church of Rome, in the 16th century becomes a universal feast. It becomes something that's celebrated around the world for Christianity. And why was that? 
It was because it was a moment of tremendous division in the church. In the 16th century was the whole phenomenon of the Protestant Reformation. And whether you're on one side or the other, the fact is Christianity was deeply, tremendously divided into multiple factions, multiple groups. And in that moment, the church invites us to remember that we were once unified. We once had one physical building. And so today is a feast of hope. It's a feast where we see the phenomenon of some 30,000 Christian denominations. And yet today the church invites us to remember that we were one and the Lord wants us to be one. But this feast isn't simply about hope. It's not simply about the church being united. There's also a much more personal side to today's feast. And it comes to us through the readings. What do we have in the gospel? We have Jesus who goes into the temple and he throws out those who are selling animals. He throws out the money changers. And we can, our first impression is, yeah, what were they doing there? They were clogging up the temple. They shouldn't be there. They were doing something bad and Jesus was getting rid of these people that were doing something bad in the temple. And it's not true. These people were providing a good service. All these Jews, they were obliged to come to the temple every year. And of course, you either carried all your animals with you or you bought animals when you arrived at the temple. The money changers, it was because they had the Roman coinage, but that couldn't be used in God's temple. That profane currency had to be changed into the currency of the Jews. And so these people, it's not that they were doing something bad. It was the wrong place. They had taken over a space that belonged to God. If we look at our second reading, St. Paul says something very interesting. He says, do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? The question is, what's my temple like? Today's feast isn't just about a building. It's about you. It's about me. It's, do I have money changers? Do I have people selling animals? Do I have good things that have taken over that space that belongs to God? Today is a moment for me to stop to reflect and say, what is it in my life that has just totally taken over the fact that I am a temple of God. God dwells in me. It's a powerful fact. There's not a single one of us who can say, I am not loved, I am not valuable, I am not something amazing in God's eyes. Why? Because I am the place where God dwells. Just as this church over in Rome it's a sign of our unity. It's a place where Christians came together as one to worship their God. God dwells in me. And if I find myself divided, if I find myself torn in different directions, then the solution is to go back and say, to realize I am the temple of God. 
I am a place where God dwells.